All right, everyone. Welcome to the AMX Australian Supercross Show, presented by Recoverate on the Inside Dirt Network. Joe Stevens here, and like we promised, we're bringing you guys some live content from the Australian Supercross Series rounds one, two, and three. And uh, right now, we are going out of Facebook Live, I believe, as promised, but we've had a few technical difficulties, so it might not be exactly what we'd hope for round one, but uh, you're going to hear this on the podcast. Um, well, you normally get it anyway, and we might have some live content going out. Uh, we'll see where it goes. But right now, I am joined by Factory Honda Penrite Racing's Justin Brayton. Thanks for coming on the show, mate. Appreciate yeah, absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, turned out to be a great day, huh? Yeah, you wouldn't have known nice it this morning, morning with all the rain we had. Yeah, yeah, this morning. I was definitely thanking uh, everyone who put this together. We're inside the stadium here in Brisbane. So, uh, But yeah, the sun came out. It's a nice day. And uh, fans get to kind of hang out, check everything, and uh, yeah. It's yeah, good. no, it's, it, was, it looked like this morning, it was glad we had a roof over our heads, but uh, at this point, it's uh, the pit party's going off. You can probably hear it in the background, guys, and uh, a lot of, you know, we're in front of the um, the Fly Racing and the M2R, basically the McLeod's accessories and the AMX uh, Activation Center, so all the fans coming through and grabbing themselves some uh, posters and stickers and product info. But hey, Justin, let's get into it, mate. Um, starting off uh, strong in 2019, fastest in qualifying. How'd you feel out there? Yeah, I felt good. I felt really good. I, I always feel like it's important to kind of set the tone early, even if it's just in a practice or, or qualifying. And, uh, yeah, off to a good start. I felt really good and, um, yeah, ready for the gate to drop tonight. It's, uh, it's been a lot of anticipation, and I'm excited for it. Now let's talk about the track a little bit. Obviously, um, now I believe you cut your teeth in the Arena Cross Series mm -hmm. back in the day in America. Um, does it yep. take you back to your roots a little bit, seeing <laughs> the, the tight confines of the Brisbane Entertainment yeah. Centre? Yeah, I feel right at home. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like what I grew up with, and uh, you know, it's funny when I was, you know, a teenager, um, I thought it was way too big of a dream to even race Supercross. So my dream was actually to race Arena Cross and stuff like this. And uh, yeah, so I feel right at home. I did Arena Cross uh, full time for three years, and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm loving it. Even though it's been almost 20 years since I've done it, uh, I feel right at home. No, it's, you um, You look very comfortable. You looked effortless. And uh, i got to say, your entry into the whoops was, was on another level compared to what I saw from everybody else. And um, how's the technique out there? I mean, I don't want to get too into it, but you, you're carrying so much rolling speed. It's very slippery. Is it? You've got to be very precise, I'm assuming, on the throttle on the 450. It's super slippery. And the biggest thing isn't the rear end. It's mainly the front. Just uh, there's four 90-degree turns out there. And you want to try and get as much as you can out of them, but you also don't want to lose the front end. So that's kind of a tricky, tricky part about it. And yeah, the entrance into the whoops, uh, you know, the whoops are, are pretty small, but I still feel like they're separated because they get kind of dry and slick. And, and, um, and for me, you know, they, they, I feel like I'm good at when they get one missing and one big. I can kind of hop through them and, and kind of play with the, the front end of my bike. And, uh, yeah, it's all about entrance speed, and I try to carry as much in as I can. Yeah, it looked to me, like like I said, you were carrying so much entry speed, and then once you were in, just maintaining, yep, it, it exactly. definitely looked efficient. But um, let's talk about uh, a few other things you've had going on, Justin. Now, big news in the States, um, bit of an unprecedented move from Factory Honda, HRC over there. Mm -hmm. they've, they've put you on um, as a Supercross-only rider to be yep. uh, teammates with Ken Roxon. Mm -hmm. Um massive uh, news for you How, how's that uh, been been traveling yeah it's huge it's um it's my second stint at uh, at factory honda in america which is cool eight years ago 2012 i i rode there and and a lot of the same faces are there so it's been pretty cool to be back there doing some testing and, and riding with kenny and um once i get back there in december we'll do a lot more together but yeah just a a cool really a cool story even when i think about it i'm 35 oldest to ever win a supercross and still signing you know 
maybe the most prestigious team in the world signing with them. So uh, excited about what's to come, but also uh, got to check this box before uh, before we go there, and that's to win this title for a fourth time. Yeah, so you beat me to it. Um, three in a row coming into 2019. Um, four in a row is obviously the goal. Absolutely. Uh, it's not going to be easy by any means. Um, but, yeah, they, they don't get any easier. They only get harder. But I feel like I've, I've ramped my preparation up even more knowing that. And I love those challenges. I love, you know, um, having that carrot out there to chase. And I don't know if it's ever been done before. I've been told that it's, it's never been done here in Australia to win four in a row. So I'd love to put my name kind of in the record books for that. But um, one step at a time, got to execute the race tonight and uh, get out of here with maximum points. And uh, that's, that's what we're here to do. I think you're, um, you've set a bit of a benchmark or a bit of a unique uh, business model with this international Supercross program, which mm -hmm. it's actually really cool to see you, Reeve, uh, with the Penrite factory Honda racing team um, actually supporting you. I believe you're riding a Penrite Honda in Montreal, Montreal Supercross, yep. Yep. which that's kind of unheard of as well as far as a, a, you know, an Australian team sending mm -hmm. a, a bike and, and that uh, to, to Canada. Um, and then, you know, your program has been pretty spoke about a lot of in the last few years in America mm -hmm. where you're, you're setting that tone for guys being able to prolong their career and do, you know, year-round Supercross. Yeah, you know, at the, the middle of 2016 when I was racing the AMA motocross, um, I, I just wasn't happy doing it. I was racing 12 months out of the year. Um, yeah, now I've, I've got a family. I've got two kids, and I just want to spend some time with them. And the older you get, the more I just wanted to let my mind relax for, for just a couple months, you know. And, just get to switch um, off a little bit. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's not really physical. I still train during the summer and do some mountain bike racing and stuff like that. But um, the main thing is just to switch off, like you said. And mentally, we're, we're grinding. Uh, and, and even today, you know, there's so many different things that I've got to do and think about. And then really, I, I need to go win the race as well. So a um, lot of stuff on my mind always. I'm, a, I'm definitely a thinker. And even when I'm laying in bed and out, I'm trying to get better. So, yeah, just uh, it's nice to switch off for two or three months, spend some time with my family, go on some vacations and, and uh, enjoy it, and then also get back to work. And I just love Supercross. I, I love traveling. I love Supercross. And those two things combined has just been awesome. And, and I think everyone in America or everyone worldwide, if you could say, where's one place you want to go in the world? Nine times out of ten people say Australia. And so for me to be able to spend a couple months out of the year with my family here doing what I love, it's just been awesome. It's, uh, it's really a storybook career for me, even up to this point. And uh, I just want to keep, keep adding to it, but also be, be thankful for what I've had in the past, too. I think it's a testament to your, your skill set and, and your personality and gelling with the, the fans and the team over here. And I think, I think it's a program a lot of American guys would like to run, but you've definitely been able to make it your own. So um, Yeah, and yeah. I got lucky with that with Honda. Um, with American Honda supporting this program over here, allowing me to go do it even in at the end of 2016. Um, and then Yuriv, you know, putting such a great program for here. It's just everyone has to work together from Fly and, and Showy and, and um, you know, the list goes on for sponsors that have to kind of collab around the world and, yep. and, and put it together. And so Yuriv has been a huge part of that. Uh, racing for, for the Penrat team in, in Montreal was really cool. And, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, we had Yuriv on the podcast earlier in the week for the pre-show uh, for the series, and he was speaking about that global platform that Supercross is becoming and, yeah. and being able to capitalize on that with, with riders like yourself and those sponsorship brands. So like mm -hmm. I said, it's definitely a unique business model that you guys are establishing, but it's, uh, it's kind of leading the industry. I like it, and it's cool yeah. that it's coming out of Australia as well. So uh, let's um, switch it up now for tonight, Justin. We've got a 10-rider gate. Mm -hmm. Like we said, the track is, a, I think you did a 22 
around a 22 second lap time. 22.5, um, yeah. 22.5. Yep. It's very tight. We're talking tens mm -hmm. between, you know, the top five guys, and, and even I think the top ten is barely off by uh, yeah. over a second. Yeah. Um, the start's going to be crucial. What's your game plan heading into tonight, especially with the, the mixed format too, with the two gate drops? Yeah, for sure you got to execute the start. And if you don't, then just make passes quick. There's a few places where I think I can make some passes. Um, but, yeah, the main thing is just stay clean all night, try and get the whole shot and, and get out front. But uh, as we know, it's racing and uh, things don't always go to plan. So you got to have some backup plans as well. And, but, yeah, try and just execute the start the best I can and, and put together some solid laps. Yeah, I think consistency is going to play a big part. Uh, me personally, I think um, we're not going to see someone go 1-1. One, one. I think it's going to be consistency that wins that overall. Yep. Um, what are your yeah, thoughts on that? I, I definitely agree with you for sure. Um, yeah, I, I hope I can go 1-1. One, one. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> That's but, the goal. But um, Yeah, you definitely need to execute two starts uh, to be able to do that. For sure, mate. Well, hey, I don't want to keep you too long, Justin, if um, you've got things to do. But uh, you've cool. got to get ready for tonight. But uh, awesome. appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. And best of luck tonight, mate. Awesome. Appreciate it. Hope to see you on the top of the box. Thank you. All right, guys. Oh, we got Jesse Dobson and Dean Ferris give us a stare off right now. So, you got? Do you want to go eat? Yeah. Okay. What's that? All right, guys. Um, thanks for Justin Brayton for coming on. And uh, as this podcast is brought to you uh, by Recoverate, we've got um, Recoverate Ambassador Dean Ferris just hanging out up here at. Um, at the Brisbane Supercross here at the Brisbane Entertainment Centre. Dean, how you doing, mate? Yeah, good, good, thanks. Um, so, a bit of a unique day for yourself. I mean, just kind of hanging out and um, not racing, but keeping an eye on everything. What's your thoughts so far? Yeah, it's been a long time since we've been here at Boondle, so um, it was good to see what track's going to be like. It's actually pretty impressive. I think we had an indoor here in like 07. It was like a one-off event, and the track was even smaller than what it is yeah, now, I, I believe. So. I think 14 was the, the last round of the series in 2014. Ah, right. Yeah, I was yeah. overseas. Yeah, so you weren't I, here. I would yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, there's probably something I want to talk about too. I think there was a little bit of heat with uh, this being the opening round and basically being an arena cross sort of arena. Um, but I think personally they've done a great job with the track and it looks really well. Yeah, look, they've, they've sorted out the points. So you, you, you're going to score the points towards the championship yeah so and they've worked it out and there's like a b final main event and everything so people are still getting the racing in um but yes of course there's only there's only 10 gates uh but th i think they've worked it out quite well yeah i think um, they've definitely done the best they could and i think it adds some variety to the series right because you know round one here is going to be tight it's going to be very intense and hectic um then we go to the gilman speedway next weekend which is probably the biggest floor space you could ever have as far as a supercross track so that'll be a full-on size track and you get that variety excuse me throughout the season yeah well i've never been to gilman but actually all the supercross events that have ever been in adelaide or in south australia have always yeah. been massive big tracks right big tracks yeah. i mean sometimes you're getting pretty dry and slippery usually i'm not sure what the weather's going to be like yeah, it hasn't rained out there and i was there a few weeks ago for the junior aussies and rain has been at a premium <laughs> yeah it's like that everywhere but but anyway the guys are going to see some contrast because they're going to have group here tonight and it's going to be probably slippery next weekend, right? Yep. And then the other door, indoor event in Melbourne is going to be grippy again and, and quite big, that stadium, I believe. Yeah, it's a decent size. I think they're aiming for a full-size uh, supercross track, like AMA spec, so to speak. So you'd be looking at you know high 40s lap times around there. Yeah, well, I might have to. There's a spare bike over there at Raceline. I might have to. All right, so i got to ask you that. <laughs> are you getting the itch watching? 
Uh, a little bit. I um, I was driving up here knowing that race one I got a bike here and I was thinking, mm, probably not too <laughs> late to enter. You weren't thinking about entering, surely? No. I mean, my... But it, for a second, it crossed your mind? For a second, it did cross my mind, for sure. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, like, I feel like I'm going to miss out, but... I stepped away from Supercross for, for other reasons, so um, no, I have to stick to that. I think if you're a racer, you always have those thoughts, right? Like I, the, a little bit in the back of your mind? Yeah, a little. I mean, the Supercross last year, I kind of caved myself at round, round one, and then I went and watched a couple, and I was like, eh, you know what, I don't really miss this, and then I'm kind of here going, oh, I could probably get around the track all right if I... If I <laughs> <laughs> you just start talking yourself into it? Yeah, but then I, you know... I, I definitely haven't prepared and I stepped away so I could try to focus on motocross nations and thankfully I got picked this year because it was like a crazy year for me and uh, you know I put into that and look I only got back from from nations like less than two weeks ago so it wouldn't have been realistic to, to be ready for round no, one No, anyway. not at all but like you said you can still try to think that way but uh, <laughs> so let's talk about nations um, how was the trip? I mean I had an awesome time I've done six now and this one was probably my favourite I mean the result on paper wasn't great but the whole atmosphere with, you know, the young riders, well, it's the first time we've been under the one awning, the yeah. whole lot of us. So there was a good team atmosphere. A really good team yeah. atmosphere. And for the all of the personnel and all the Aussie fans that were there, that they would just, you know, all um, end up outside the tent swinging their chainsaws and blowing their horns. And, yeah. you know, it's like... It looked Australia. like there was a pretty decent Aussie contingent of, of fans over there. There always is every year. But, yeah. I mean, because we're so spread out, you don't really get to see it. But MX Store sponsored the event and they did, did some awesome videos and you got to see what the fans doing because we were all there. All the Aussies fans, they'd all end up in the one spot yeah. and they got it in the video and you kind of get to see what it's all about, which, which was really cool. But, anyway, it was probably one of my favourite. Um, the kids were... You know, the kids, I mean... Regan Duffy's like a kid to me, but he, you know. So how old are you now? You're. I'm, I'm 29. Yeah, so, so he's so 17, and uh, Webster's 21. Tw- no, he's 23, I think. Is he 23? Yeah, so um, they're quite young compared to me, but I mean the vibe was unreal. They were so excited to be there. I was too. Um, we had a really good time. So you kind of took on the role as team captain, so to speak, and the mentor, and. Yeah, you, you know, you could say that. We've still got Gary Ben and uh, Michael Byrne, to, you know, to reach out to, but. Yeah, so Byrne is the team selector and the team manager, so to speak. He's the team manager. Yeah. And, and, along with Gary Ben, um, but yeah, I guess I'm the, the, the team captain, and yeah. I was there if they wanted to reach out. I mean, the guys know what they're doing anyway, but it was kind of, I guess, it was good for them that I'd done it so many times, and I kind of told them like, "Hey, hang on to your hats; it's going to be a wild ride. Like <laughs> yeah. the, the fans get crazy, and I know, like on presentation day on Friday, they were just mind blowing. They couldn't believe, you know, how crazy people were getting, and, and the bikes hadn't even started yet. It was just Friday, and we're you know, just at presentation and everyone's drunk and they've got the chainsaws out and stuff <laughs> yeah. and they're like, we, we can't believe like how big this is. I think the biggest one I ever, I went to the uh, Madeley Basin one in 2006 and uh, that was that was a wild time with the crowd. I think it was one of the biggest crowds I've ever had. And um, yeah, wow. It, yeah, I've heard all, all sorts of stories about that. It got that crazy that, I mean, the SWAT come in later that night yeah, or something. Yeah, there was, there was some incidents, I think, with the riot police maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, like every other time, the the pommies <laughs> get on the piss, right? Yeah, they they're not afraid to send it. Well, I say they. I am a pom originally, so uh, yeah, been a while, but <laughs> I do remember. But um, so you know, as far as the results went, obviously the weather was just horrendous, and it, it seemed like it ruined a what could have been an amazing event, especially with you guys being pretty strong sand riders, all of you. Um, talk through you know how your racing went as far as the motos, and and then obviously you had a mechanical moto too, is that right? Yeah, so Saturday was uh, a little bit slow for me. I had to run in a bike, and I was kind of a little bit lost for the settings. We got it sorted, felt good Sunday morning, and then Moto 1 went quite 
quite good. I was I was in about I think sixth or seventh, and I was running there for 20 minutes with Paul and the fast group. They kind of I got in there and got, got in their pace, and I was you know right in there with the battle and. I had one little crash, and then you know the wheels would come off the bus, and I, I crashed three more times after that. You know, you just—it seemed like once you lost your flow, like we saw even with hurlings, like he went down a bunch. And that, that's right. Yeah. It's, hard, it's hard to get up and just get straight back at it. You lose your flow, and that's what happened. And then uh, I kind of rode a bit more conservative mode. I got a really bad start, got boxed on the inside. Um, I rode a bit more conserv- conservatively because uh, laying on the ground was no good. Yeah, I ended up almost a lap down in Moto One, or I did. Oh, I can't remember, but. A long way down, four crashes, so um, kind of held myself back a little bit, but I only had like a lap and a half to go. My bike stopped. It was it was electrical. Um, the bike felt great. Otherwise, it was just the same. Mean, there's any, so much water uh, and stuff around. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Any, it's it's not any bike in those conditions. It's a if or when. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, being from Australia, it's pretty hard to send everything you need. And uh, I believe everyone else pulled out their second bike for Moto Two. That, that's did, what I they read. Did, they just parked the bike they raced motor the one, one got on the fresh one and went straight back to start line i mean you'd really you'd have to change wiring looms and all sorts to be completely risk-free in moto two which that's not realistic no it, it wasn't we only had one bike and um you know most years that's enough but it, it was crazy there in Aston. the track was deep i mean i haven't ridden anything like that since i lived there in belgium when yeah. i lived there in the winter because that's what we'd have to ride all the time and you, you just get used to it but I kind of knew that was coming and I knew that there was no way to prepare here in Australia other than just be, you know, as fit as you can. Yeah. And, you Rode know, as much sand as you could and... Yeah, that was it. Yeah. I mean, we are just sending it. <laughs> That's, uh, sorry, we just had an audio cut there, but we're all good. Um, certainly, uh, unfortunately, the weather played a part, but yeah, like you said, it was a like a cool team atmosphere. I hope we can replicate that in years to come and, and I'm hoping that uh, we see you as a, the leader of that charge, so to speak, moving forward. Um, yeah, I mean, as long as I'm fast enough, I'll keep putting my hand up. But, you know, Team Australia is coming. It's going to happen one day. You know, we've got a big pool of talent that's going to be there for a lot of years now with, the, you know, with Regan Duffy and the Lawrence brothers. And, and if you look around, there's just so many good Australian riders, Mitch Evans and there's Wilson, a, there's Wilson Todd's over there now. and Decent talent pool to... Uh, Jed Beaton. Yeah. Like, I mean... We've got a lot of riders to choose from now, and it's going to happen. We're going to be back on that box or in for a win one day, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Maybe next year it's France, right? St. John, is it, I believe? Uh, no, it is Ernay. Ernay, okay. So one of the French tracks. Yep. yep. Um, very high-packed, very chalky. Yeah, it, it can get quite ruddy. Um, we did Nations there in 15. It was an awesome layout, actually. Really rudded. Um, awesome hard-packed track. And uh, It was. I remember watching that round. That was... Yeah, it, it was really cool and uh, probably the best place to ever have nations. You know, you've got the hill on the other side where like 80,000 people can see the whole track. The natural amphitheatre, so yeah. to speak. Yep. Um, but hey, let's bring it back to um, Supercross. This is the AMX Australian Supercross show brought to you by Recoverate. Special thanks to uh, AMX, Fly Racing, M2R and uh, round one here, Dean. Now, take a look at the SX1 results. Uh, Justin Brayton qualified first. Um, Luke Clout, Dan Ridden, Jesse Dobson, Brett Metcalf, Lawson Bopping, Dylan Long, Jaden Rikers, Jesse Madden, and um, some notable mentions. Jackson Richardson had a pretty decent get-off in qualifying. I don't know if you saw it. He's down in 13th, and Todd Waters, coming back from that injury with his thumbs, he, I think, rode home to a 14th in qualifying. Um, did you get a chance to watch a lot of the on-track stuff there in qualifying? I did, but I wasn't up in the stadium, so I didn't get to see, you know, the crash from Richardson and stuff. I only heard about that. But looking at the times, kind of nothing really surprises me there. Um, that's kind of where you would expect everyone to be. And I believe that uh, 
you know, the, the time's tight. The track's tight. Um, it's got to be down to start, I think. Of course, it's an indoor, yeah. so got to get a good start. But, um, yeah, no surprise. I mean, Todd, I don't even know if Todd's even ridden any Supercross because he... Well, <laughs> I, went to, uh, I went to shake his hand uh, on track walk and then he's kind of got this Edward Scissorhands thing going on with some cast on the end of his thumbs and gloves and, and I was like, I'm going to leave that be. I don't want to mess anything up. But, yeah, I think he's literally just back on the bike, right? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, I, w- I would expect so. I didn't see anything on his socials that he'd been riding, but, uh, you know, he's going to get some points and he's going to build, um, you know, every weekend. It's a short series, but, of course, he's going to feel a lot better next weekend as well, right? Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you you've, uh, you guys have raced each other for a very long time. If he gets a start with a shot of adrenaline in these short motos, wouldn't we surprised to see him running up front for a little bit? Yeah, he's a racer. Yeah. He's a racer. I mean, he, he'll ride wide elbows and, you know, do what he does and... and <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised as well if you get straight through the main or something like that. Um, so, hey, let's um, let's have your top three picks for the 450s right now. Okay, I'm going... You can't look at the sheet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can, but you just can't copy the sheet. All right, I'm going Brayton, Reed, and Clout. All right. Cloudy was fast. He had a few mistakes in qualifying, just getting a bit aggressive and see him slide out before the whoops. Yeah, I missed that as well. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I wasn't in a good spot to watch, but... Uh, going to come down to the start and I believe Brayton's really solid off the start. Yeah, I don't think you can bet against Justin. Watching him out there then was yep. solid. Yep. Um, okay, SX2 real quick. I know, I know you've got things to do, Dan, so I won't keep you too much longer. Um, Chris Blos was pole on a 22.8. Now, Caleb Byron was down in 10th on a 23.7. So that's first through 10th, separated by less than a full second. Yeah, it's a crazy time. Pretty right? intense, right? Yep. So again, it's going to be down to the start. I mean, if Byron pulled start, he could get straight through to the main and, and yeah. be there in the top three. Uh, I believe Blos was a little... Was was second place close? I, I believe Blos had a... Oh, he looked really good. I actually have my phone back now, so we can uh, look at the um, the time. Sorry, I, that was doing the live uh, SX2. So Blos was a 22.8, and then a 23.3 was Wilson. So basically, Blos was a half second faster than yeah, anybody. I mean, so, so he, he looked awesome. I'd put my money on him, and then uh, it's going to come down to the start. So I'm not sure who's good out of starts here. I mean, Hayes... Probably going to be good off start, being there. Yeah, Hayes looked guy. really well in practice. I think he probably just got held up a tiny bit in the um, in the qualifying session. But we'll take you guys through the top ten. It's Blows from Wilson, Tanny, Oldenburg, Hayes, Taft, Tierney, Osby, Wilson, Todd, and Caleb Barham. That's one through ten. Um, so, yeah, let's get, a, let's get your pick for the top three in SX2 right now. All right. Well, I'm going Blows. I'm going to say Hayes, and I'm going to throw it out there and just throw Wilson Todd in there. Okay. If he gets a start, he'll get up to speed. Yeah, I, I believe the Austrian bike is quite good off the start. It's yeah. really hard back here. So, I mean, he's going to have to dump clutch and go for it. So That's it. Yep. Um, all right, Dean. Well, hey, mate, thanks very much for your time. And um, enjoy your, uh, your rest of your night hanging out here and, and talking to the fans and doing your thing. No worries. Thanks for having me on. All good, mate. All right, guys, I'm going to keep this show moving for a minute. Like I said, we've had a few technical issues, so uh, I think by now the, the Facebook Live might have cut out, and um, I'm just kind of running solo for a minute until I get another guest on, which uh, I'll talk to a few guys that should be coming back in a minute, but I'm kind of blowing in the breeze a little bit right now. But um, like I said, looking at the times, very close in both of the classes, and... Um, we just need to grab, uh, trying to get Corey Creed over. He was, might have Aiden Williams jump on for just two minutes to close this show out. Sure. 
Yep, we're still alive, mate. We're just cruising. Let's pull up a seat then. Let's All do right. it. Joe Stevens. <laughs> My man from NRG TV, Aidan Williams, and uh, jumping on the AMX Australian Supercross Show, brought to you by Recoverate. Special thanks to Fly Racing and M2R for making this one happen. And Aiden, um, Man, some serious sponsorship just there for this one. Yeah, it is. We got it happening. And uh, you've been you've been running back and forth, helping me out with the technical dramas we've been having. But hey. I'm learning that talking's a forte and cardio definitely ain't. It's so. definitely not for you, mate. But uh, I thought at one point you might have had a, a uh, cardiac arrest. Look, I was pretty close. I'm not going to lie. That second trip back up here to the unit. But what a day. How can the heart not be going out here? Round one, Supercross, the party's happening, the pits are going off. You look at this crowd rolling through, man. you just got good things, good vibes, and can't wait for the night. It's yeah, the, the pit party's rad. I'm enjoying this, just kind of watching all the, the traffic flow by. And, um, oh, that would be Corey Creek giving me a call. Oh, um, so he'll be buzzing up. You grab that call, man. I'll, I'll keep the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you keep it moving. The entertainers listening. So, as we said, round one, it's out here. The pit party is kicking off. We've got, uh, I'd say, probably four to 5,000 people actually kicking around the pit party right now. Corey Creed, of course, uh, X Games, I believe it is, Quarter Pipe, Nitro World Games, absolute superstar of the whip. I was just down there watching them practice warm up. Yeah, how was that? That's gnarly. He they did got a the... J.O. Archer, whipped out, did not come back, and he Oof. just went hard into the dirt. So Corey went down? Oh, big time. Okay, he's coming over now to have a chat with him. It's um, about the fattest whip I saw and about the fattest nothing came back I've ever seen. Yeah, ramps to ramps, gnarly. Like they're going through the polished concrete across the start straight onto the, the mobile landing. You seen that down ramp though? Good traction on it, but I wouldn't want to come off down that thing. Nah, my days of riding ramp to ramp are long gone. It's scary. Yeah, no, it's, it's better to be on the comms than it is on the bikes. Yeah, yeah, it's the smarter way to do it. Um, so, hey, uh, Corey Creek's coming over in a minute, Aiden, but I want to get your thoughts on what went down in practice qualifying. Um, I had a quick chat to. Um, to uh, Dean Ferris about it, but yeah. what's, uh, where are you at after the uh, start of the um, start of the day? You know, practice qualifying, Brayton's fastest, Clout, Reardon, Dobson, Metcalf's top five. Um, what I'm pumped there, at? Dobson, P4 for that. Brayton, we knew he was going to come out fast, and Cloudy, he looks super fast. Now, he did bin it when he came across the mechanics here, took the head look over to the mechanics. Yeah, he, he went down twice because yeah. a lap later he spun out going into the whoops, and looks like he... Um, he landed pretty hard on his on his ass right there yeah, too. No, he was he, like holding his pants, but he ginger, he real ginger, <laughs> gingerly. The thing that we want to see though, it's it's an indoor man. It is gonna be, I mean, balls to the wall, absolutely all the way. I'm calling it punt park out here because there ain't no way you're making a pass unless oh, you're no, up the inside. Are gonna be getting straight. Um, just park to make moves and if there's a few rhythm lanes you're going to be able to make it happen after the finish jump it's going to go right right yeah yeah I think that's going to be yeah, a big pass yeah, line that inside after that last triple um, they're going to get because it's got the open burn from the first turn and then after that they're by the um, after the whoops into the finish turn yeah, yeah well as you said there's a couple of different rhythm options there you got that wheelie onto the face over triple out I want to see Brayton, though, go wide-wide and see if he can't triple into that entire section over. I'm surprised no over. one's done 3-3. Three, three. I, I called that in track walk, but no one's done it. And even the three off the next section, the three-in tabletop right out over. The double-in option, it's obviously a very tight turn. So the double-in option uh, on-off, it's been quick, but we've got a 22-second lap out there. You talk about Brayton, Clout, uh, and Ridden. What is it? Two tenths separate the three of them, and I think they're all on the same second down oh, around I mean, top look, ten. SX two, if you want to talk about that, Blos is on a twenty-two eight for pole, and Barham's on a twenty-three seven for um, tenth. So it's that's not even a full second. Man, it's craziness. I feel like a superstar on the show, but there's a bigger superstar right in front yeah, of me. So I'm going to hand Creed the mic on. over to Corey Creed. Thanks for filling some time, Aiden. Well, I just got to ask the question though. How are you feeling? That uh, whip, she didn't come back. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She was a little slow on that one. I, I caught me by <laughs> surprise, but we live to see another day. You freestyle boys are built tough, I tell you what. Um, I didn't get to see practice, but Aiden said you just had a bit of a spill there in the warm-up. 
Yeah, the run-up's a little bit soft because the dirt's, um, yeah, it's just all kind of all over the show. But, uh, yeah, come up a little short, slid down the downy, took some skin off, but we'll be right. Hey, so you got to do what you got to do, right? That's it. So, hey, Corey Creed, um, thanks for coming on the show. We had a chat earlier um, about getting you on. And um, you want to wait like five? Yep. <laughs> that was... Um, Troy, Troy Bayless, he's Troy coming Bayless. on off to you. <laughs> we are completely winging this live show, honestly, but yeah, yeah, uh, we're yeah, making yeah. it work. So, yeah. um, Corey Creek, what a year so far. Um, you know, X Games Gold at Indianapolis, X Games Gold Norway, uh, yeah. Nitro Circus, World Games Gold, pretty much setting the bar as far as uh, this quarter pipe game goes. You've really been the, the guy leading the charge. Um, talk about year a little, your year a little bit. Yeah, so um, it's kind of all started after X Games Sydney. Cam Coglin, who was um, kind of event coordinating that, he asked if I wanted to do quarter pipe. So that's where it all quarter pipe kind of came in. I was just training pretty much from October 2018, just ready for Minneapolis in August this year. Because you got your home set up at the farm. Um, yeah. Yep. Just at Bow Desert there. Yeah. Um, it, no offense, it doesn't look that fancy compared to what you're competing on. Like no, no. So the dirt we got there is kind of we're just doing with what we got. Um, it's an old road base. It falls apart. So like I wouldn't say the quarter pipes to spec either. Really, is it? Is uh, it ramps completely to, to spec? It is okay. Spec, but um, downing definitely isn't. <laughs> it looks pretty mellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it, but it's been a learning curve um, from the start. So you kind of jump it and you you get hammered. And then you're like, oh, we should probably steepen the landing up. So it's been a bit of a process, but um, yeah, happy for it to all go go pretty well. So yeah. once I went once I went and rode those setups, I felt felt super comfy. So um, now that's a massive year. Like I said, I mean that's on par with, um, geez, I think any of the the old school Aussie freestyle guys that made the X Games their own with like Cam or Bilko, like three three golds in a year. Um, kind of a, a breakout year. Not like you've came out of nowhere. You've been chipping away at it for a few years now, but. Um, Definitely pardon, a pardon the, the cliche, but it's nice to have arrived, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah well, definitely a breakout. Um, obviously, I've grown up with Bill, uh, watching Bilko and Sinks, and um, they've been a bit of a role model, role model towards me and helped me out along the way. So, um, yeah, for the two, if you asked me 12 months ago, I would have laughed at you if you said that you'd be back-to-back -back X Games medalist, gold medalist at World, World Games. So it's been, um, it's yeah, it couldn't have gone any better, and it's been it's, it's been a whirlwind. So it's good to be here at Oz Supercross in Brisbane and um, supporting the sport and having a ride while I'm here. So you're getting back to your roots a little bit here, coming back to uh, racing? Yeah, what, yeah, what was well, your background exactly? Well, my background was racing um, up until I started riding in shows for Showtime. Yeah. Um, and then um, then I went to OzX with Bailey and, and Sando and won their best whip comp there. That's right. So I'm just trying to piece it all together. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was the year you won best whip. Yeah, yeah. and then X Games was the year after that. So that was kind of the role that so was that 16 that, that you got on to OzX or was that 17? 17. Yeah, 17, okay. And then 18 was X Games Sydney. So yeah. and then it was just bit of a roll on from there and it kind of pushed my momentum all, yeah pushed it all in the right way and it's worked out pretty pretty well that's impressive mate it really is so um uh you know like i said coming out here to supercross in front of the home fans um yeah, yeah. You know, the ramp to ramp setup's probably uh not ideal when it comes to throwing down the biggest whips but you're making it work yeah we're making it work it's pretty it's pretty tight as brisbane entertainment center is for everyone that's riding a dirt bike here tonight yeah. so um, no, it's going to be fun, and we're actually, I'm actually jumping on a mini bike too, and I'm banging bars with. with oh, you race so the mini bike class too? Yeah, having yeah. some fun. Yeah, so it's uh, it's just a bit of a fun event here, and um, yeah, like I said before, just supporting the sport and just trying to catch up with everyone. It's good to catch up with. I mean, the industry is obviously in Supercross, so you get to see everybody and yeah, uh, yeah, and touch base. Yeah, and mingle, and you know, like back to pushing, um, pushing, pushing momentum in the right way, talking to certain people, and yeah, just being in, on the forefront of the sport. Now, let's. Uh, what's coming up next for you? So next week we fly to uh, Las Vegas for Monster Cup. We've got best, the Dirt Shark biggest whip comp there. 
and then um, after that over to New Zealand for AusX yep. and then down to uh, down to Melbourne to finish off the year. Wow, so you got a pretty busy schedule to finish things out. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's been a hectic year, but um, exciting, man. Just um, pumped to be able to live the life that I live, and um, I'm I'm excited That's for it. That's it, mate. Living the dream. Yeah, yeah. Living the dream, hundred percent. Make the most. Of it. Well, hey, um, stay safe tonight. Great yeah, to no. see you out here, and thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it, mate. No worries, Thank mate. You. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sweet as. <laughs> now uh, Corey's done. We're going to get uh, Troy Bayless of Troy Bayless Events, the promoter of uh, the first three rounds of the Supercross series. Just throw that on, mate. All good. That's good, mate. <laughs> That's good. All right, guys. Just like I said, there, um, Troy Bayless of TBE Events, three times World Superbike Champion, now event promoter. Um, thanks for coming on, Troy, and uh, how's it all going? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, things, are, things have been good, and we've had a, a pretty busy year, but the second half of the year for us is really, um, it's, it's flat out. There's so much going on. Yeah, you guys have, have bitten off a lot this year between the Supercross and the Motorcycle Expo. and Yeah, so, so last year we started off doing a couple of events with the Geelong um, Supercross and then also at Gilman at uh, Port Melbourne. Uh, and then, you know, also we have the, the Moto Expo. So this year... Um, we're doing rounds one, two, and three, and we're here at Brisbane Entertainment Centre now. And um, it's turned out to be a beautiful day this afternoon. And the track's looking great inside, and everything's everything's looking good. It looks like it's going to be a great night of racing. And so far, the guys that I've spoke to are, are really loving the track. And you know, the guys like being indoors. I mean, um, it just takes away any of the bits and pieces that can go wrong. Really. Yeah, the variables like we had with the weather this morning. Now, I've got to say, for a promoter, you're looking very relaxed right now for an event that's going on. Uh, yeah. I know Mark Peterson's also, Peto's doing a lot. Yeah. Um, but you, you're very calm, I'm surprised. I mean, this time, uh, when it gets to this time, I mean, you can relax down a little because all the, all the hard work's been done. And, um, it's just kind of running uh, itself at that point. Yeah, well, it has been a bit stressful, but, you know, um, Mark and Kim, they're the backbone of um, Troy Bayless events, and yep. they get me working, but, I mean, for them it doesn't really stop. Yep. Um, that and the, the Motorcycle Expos, um, the, the guys are full gas. Um, but it has been for us, like, to step outside the motor shows and get involved with Supercross. It's been a little bit different, and uh, it's been good. It's a good bunch of people, and um, we love, you know, we love putting on a good event, and I'm, I'm sure tonight's going to be good. Uh, look, the, you know, I think there was... Um it's cool to see a bit of uniform in the series where we've got two promoters now and um, I think you guys, you should be proud of what you achieved as far as, you know, you came in last year uh, running Geelong and, and uh, SA, yeah. I believe it was, and, and now, um, you know, taking over the Queensland uh, side of it and and it's good. It's good to see some consistency. So obviously it's a lot for you guys. You know, we don't need to talk specifics, but it's a big investment, big uh, resources to, to pull these events off. Um, so I really hope that this one... It looks like it's going to be a big success. We've got a great crowd in the pit party right now, and um, track looks great. So hats yeah. off to you guys. Yeah, everything's heading in the right direction. And, um, you know, next next week we're off to um, Port Adelaide at Gilman, yeah. and um, that one compared to here will be quite an easy one to put on. And then come the 9th of November when we run down at Wollongong, so we've got the um, Australian Motorcycle Festival running at Leng Park, and then the Supercross Round 3 running right alongside in... Um, in the stadium there at Wynn Stadium so for us that's going to be a massive event and um, that's a big event logistically for you guys yeah right? yeah taking the motorcycle the festival like outside um, it's it's a big call but for us that time of year normally the weather's quite good down there yeah getting and into November in Sydney area should be pretty solid yeah <laughs> I think and, uh, knock on wood I but mean taking it outside it just opens things up for us to do more stuff with everyone yeah and uh, just with it being so tough now in the motorcycle world it also makes it cheaper for everyone as well so I think the people, yeah, that's good true. Weather, people will love it. 
let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about the financial, uh, not implications, but, you know, it's no secret that uh, it's not getting any cheaper to put events on nowadays. And the industry is um, definitely feeling that a little bit as far as, as the events that we're able to put on. But in that being said, the Supercross Series is growing. Um, the MX Nationals is, is growing too. Yep. Um, what's your standpoint on where things are at? Yeah, well, since we've been involved in the last five or six years with the um, with the motorcycle expos, we've, we've noticed, you know, like dealing with all the manufacturers that we know, not just in the motorcycle world, but it's quite tough everywhere. But we've noticed that just every year is becoming more difficult for everyone to do. Yeah. So uh, finally, like this this latest idea of like taking the outside is going to make it easier for everybody. And um, like I say, you, you do pray and hope that we're going to have great weather for that but um it's got the potential to really just change things up and bring it to life a little bit more yeah for sure i like you know because in in america so you have daytona supercross and you have bike week which is something yeah i know it's not an expo as such but it's something similar and if we can get those motorcycle enthusiasts you know as a part of the supercross as well that maybe aren't part of this world yeah but they're fans of motorcycles well that's a win-win for everybody yeah exactly we need to do stuff like that where it just just opens it all up and get a few events running alongside of each other um you know in a week or two like daytona week basically yeah you know whether it be down there like there's going to be lots going on but also you know some of the australian road racing championship rounds like there could be other races either side of that where people get to stay and enjoy the whole lot of it yeah for sure well, hey, Troy, appreciate you coming on, mate. And, it's coming um, up to crunch time. Yeah, I'm running. We've uh, got 40 minutes out of this, and honestly, with the technical problems we had, I didn't think we were going to get anything, so <laughs> I'm glad that we got some Facebook Live happening. Um, thanks very much for having uh, the Inside Dirt Network be a part of the event and uh, do some do some content out of the event. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I appreciate it too. Thanks and, for uh, coming Thank on. you for everything, and look forward to the rest of the night. For sure, mate. Um, hope it all goes smoothly, and uh, maybe we'll catch up at one of the other rounds. All right, mate. Cheers. All right, guys, um, we're going to wrap that up now. So once again, this is the AMX Australian Supercross Show brought to you by Recover 8. Special thanks to Fly Racing and M2R for making it happen. We are at round one of the 2009 Australian Supercross Series. And uh, Brisbane, by the time you hear this tomorrow, um, you'll have seen the results and we'll be hitting you with a, um, a review pod that will be coming out uh, Tuesday morning um, to give you all the action and all the rundown with some interviews from the riders that were in the thick of it and we'll go from there so thanks again for listening um if you watch it on facebook live <laughs> next round is going to be a little bit smoother hopefully but um, we hope you got something out of it so thanks for listening guys um for myself joe stevens everyone at the inside dirt network thanks again to amx um true events and recovery for getting this one done and we will see you guys uh, on the review pod real soon thank you <laughs>